This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Kim Grenolds with Dogman.com, and I am with... Savelle Smalls from Kennedy High School, one of the big recruits for the 2020 recruiting class for the University of Washington. Savelle tells me he is at home doing homework. Is this new Zoom stuff and doing all the phone calls and meetings and everything by Zoom? I mean, is it difficult or some guys told me it was just like doing a video game. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, it's, it's a little weird for me. Definitely. I much rather, you know, everything be back to normal be able to actually go to class and just having like a set schedule because it's just weird because like my religion teacher this morning um she put out a notification at like 10 and she's like if you're doing the zoom meeting at 11 you get extra credit but i was still asleep then so <laughs> i didn't get the extra credit today but i mean it's just weird because you know nothing's really a set schedule it's all day by day and you kind of find out what you're doing literally the morning or soon you wake up so i'd much rather have a set schedule but we're all in this together, so it is what it is. Where's the most common place you do your Zoom conference thing? Do you do it on the couch? you do it outside? Where do you do them? Every time where I am right now, the computer room. My dad has a little – got it set up. We got an extra room in the house, so we got the computer chair, computer, and just knock it out in here. Okay. You know, tell me, Savelle, when, when did you actually start playing football? I, you know, I talked to Joseph a little bit, and he said – it was – were you six? Yeah, I was six when I started playing. I wanted to play when I was like four, but I was too young to play. So yeah, I'm guessing when you were six, you were kind of bigger than the other guys. Did you have to play up against the bigger guys? Uh, some leagues I would have had to, but I played for the CD Panthers. And like in the Seattle leagues, like it, it was never weighted. It was always by age, which how I think it should be like that. So, yeah, I didn't have to play up. <laughs> was that hard? You said was it hard? Was it hard playing up against guys that were older? Oh no! I never had to play it because I played in the Seattle leagues. Okay. If you if you if you played in a league in like Federal Way, in like Tacoma, I know I don't know if they still do it, but when I was playing, they they did it by weight. But the leagues I always played in in King County, uh, was always by age. You went to Kennedy as a freshman. Tell me about uh, what led you. To, I mean, Kennedy's a private school. What led you to Kennedy? Uh, it was just good school, good good education. And I knew they had some history of a great football program. And I knew I'd be able to go in there and play right away. Because a lot of guys were really going to like the same schools. And not a lot of dudes were, were going to Kennedy besides like, oh, my freshman year, a lot of us from my, my, my little league football program, actually, a lot of us went to Kennedy. A lot of them ended up transferring out. But we all kind of went there together. But nobody like, you know, nobody really known was going to Kennedy. So I, I knew it would be a good opportunity for me to go and try to make a name for myself. Was it? Hard going into a private school like Kennedy? I mean, you're a young kid. I mean, was it difficult to adjust or not that big of a deal? Uh, no, it wasn't that difficult. Uh, and, and back then, I was very excited to start high school, too. So, you know, 
being 14, me and all my friends, we were pretty excited to start. So it was pretty fun. You know, we had that, that beginning high. You know, everything was just new and everything was exciting. So it, it was pretty fun, actually. How hard was it playing as a 14-year-old freshman at a school like Kennedy? Say it again. How hard was it as a 14-year-old freshman playing high school football at Kennedy? You were a young guy. I was a young guy, but uh, I had a good, I had a lot of good guys around me, like the seniors. They were just good dudes, and uh, Coach Cross, of course, you know, great dude. So I had a lot of, a lot of people around me helping me out. So they, they helped me out with that, with that transition, and they were very understanding. And like before I enrolled, like June and July. Like, you know, um, my eighth grade summer going into my freshman year, uh, I got to go to workouts with them and, and practice with them and uh, go to team camp with them. So that definitely helped me, too, just get adjusted and, uh, and know what I'm going to be facing. How big were you as a freshman? Do well, you remember how big you were? Height, weight, height, weight? Uh, probably like 6'2", um, 230, You weren't the small freshman. No, not at all. <laughs> you were bigger than Sam. I was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> tell, tell me about the move to Garfield. You went over to Garfield. What, what, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, that's like, like that's, the, that's the neighborhood I'm from. Uh, that's probably the neighborhood I spent my, the most time, or the, the city I spent the most time in, like anywhere. Uh, I have countless memories in the Central District and just running around with my friends and playing with the CD Panthers and playing at Rotary Boys and Girls Club and just being in, being with family and friends at houses. So um, there's always a possibility. Like, my parents kind of wanted me to go to Washington Middle School, which is right down the street from Garfield. But I didn't, I didn't want to go there. And then uh, all my family went there. It looked like a good opportunity. Uh, Chase Sean had started getting some offers. He had started blowing up. He was really, like, the first player in Washington to, like, get, like, attention, like, on a national level because, like, Hunter Bryan and, and, and the, the guys and guys before him, like, they had got, like, you know, attention, of course, but Trey Sean, like, kind of took it to another level, and he was getting offers from my schools that guys from Washington hadn't got offered from before. And um, You're talking about Trey Sean Harrison, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I remember my freshman year, his uh, junior year, he kind of started blowing up, and nobody from Washington had really got offers like that before and attention like that before. So uh, I thought it would be a good opportunity and went there. And at the time of my life, man, I loved that school. I'm very grateful for whatever, everything they did for me, too. They did a lot for me. I got a lot out of it. And, uh, yeah, it worked out for me. And you decided to come back to Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, junior year at Garfield, just uh, I, I, I sprained my knee, which wasn't really too big of a deal because it was my PCL. I sprained it. And PCL is just like really the, the ligament your knee that just stabilizes everything, you know, like the MCL, the meniscus, and the ACL are way more serious. But for me, it was kind of just depressing because missing football games, I had never did that before. I had missed one game before in my life, and it was like my seventh grade year due to some stomach issues. <laughs> I had a little stomach bug, <laughs> so I couldn't play. So I didn't miss like multiple games and having to sit on the sideline and just watch it. It was just kind of depressing for me. And, and then just going to that school, I don't know. It was just weird for me. So I, I felt like I needed just a, a change, a fresh start. What was it like coming back to Kennedy? You knew a lot of those guys. Yeah, I knew a lot of those guys. You know, they all came back. Uh, I mean, I came back, and they all uh, they all showed love to me. They all welcomed me with open arms. Sam had been trying to get me to come back, too, you know, obviously. Sam had been saying, bro, come back. We need you. Come on, come home. So, you know, 
And it's pretty cool. It's going back and then being with Coach Cross again and being with, with all those all guys we had. Uh, you know, obviously we didn't fulfill the goal at the end of the season, which was pretty sad, but definitely learned a lot of lessons there going back and it helped me grow as a person. So tell people a little bit about Coach Sheldon Cross. He's uh, he's a different dude. Tell people don't know about him. Tell them tell people what kind of a guy he is on the field and off the field. Yeah, I mean, Coach Cross on the field and off the field, he he puts in a lot of effort to to everything he does. Like you know, he's he's full of energy, full of effort. Like you'll never see Coach Cross put in fifty percent, seventy five percent to anything. Like everything he does is a hundred percent. And um, you know, the people that are around him, the people that are, are a part of his his circle, like he takes care of them. Uh, he loves everybody around him. He's a great dude. Spent countless and countless hours, you know, coming up with new plays, watching film on opponents, coming up with game plans, strategies. Like, yeah, uh, helping dudes, you know, get looks and offers. Like, he, he really does it all. He sleeps, like, two hours a night. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm such a hardworking man. Yeah, I appreciate everything he's done for me, definitely. Yeah. Um, when did you first uh... – who was your first offer? Do you remember your first football letter, recruiting letter you got? Uh, and then who was your first offer? Uh, I don't remember the first letter I got, but my first offer was UW in December of my freshman year. Tell me what that was like. Uh, it, it was crazy just because, like, you know, being with Coach Pete in his office and they're about to play Alabama in the, not, in the college football playoff, the semifinal. And he's like, yeah, I only do this often. I've only offered a few freshmen in my time. But, you know, we think – you know, you're definitely deserving of it. It, it was just – it was so surreal back then because, I mean, they're number 14 in the country, and it's the hometown team, and they're offering me, and they're like, this is rare. So it was definitely a, a changing point in my life. Did you expect that? Did you have any idea it was coming? Uh, yeah, I had an idea because, you, you know, people talk, and, and, you know, to offer a kid, you know, you can't really just offer them out the blue. So I had been up there a couple times, so – I had a feeling it, it was coming soon. It was just a matter of when. And then, you know, a couple months later, boom, it happened. What was it? Uh, what was your parents' reaction? It was just so happy because uh, I remember my eighth grade summer, uh, you know, some of these recruiting sites that aren't really recruiting sites, they're kind of scams, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> the recruiting sites were like, oh, uh, we need you to pay this and this so, so your son can get on the radar, blah, blah, blah. This, I remember it was a quarterback. He was in eighth grade, and they were like, "Yeah, this, this eighth grade quarterback already on offered. Like, you, you need to uh, you need to hurry up and, and get on it, so you can actually go to college. You, know, you don't want to miss your opportunity." And I was like, "Nah, I man, you know, just let me play football. I feel like you know everything will will, will handle itself. You know, what was meant to be will come come to fruition." And uh, I played my my freshman football season, and then never looked back from there. And it just, just blew up. So, you know, I bet on myself and. My parents bet on me, and it worked out. I'm still laughing a little bit that uh, some of the recruiting guys wanted you to pay to get a t recruiting attention. Looking yeah, back, it's it kind of funny, funny, isn't it? It definitely is. <laughs> Early on, um, this is. I want to talk to you about social media. You were pretty active on social media for a while. Tell me a little bit about your social media presence early on. Can you repeat the question? Oh, just early on, you know, like when you were, you know, a junior in high school, your social media presence, you were really, really active on social media. Tell me a little bit about your uh, your internet persona or your social media persona. 
Oh yeah, I just I just have fun with it, you know. I think people take it a little too serious sometimes. Like a lot of the things I say, I say out of sarcasm because I, I that's the type of person I am. Like I say a lot of like things like just like dry humor sar- sarcastically, and like the people who know me, like they know that. But I guess on social media, you know, they, they don't know me at all. So sometimes people might interpret it a different way. But uh, yeah, I just be just be having fun, man. Like people, like I have two sides to me. Like one side is very serious and very down to business, and then the other is like pretty goofy. And pretty uh pretty silly, but you know it's really one of the others. So social media, most of the time, I'm on, I'm on the goofy side. Well, some people didn't interpret it as goofy. How tough? I mean, I'm sure one of the worst things you can do is read the comments on Twitter. I'm sure you saw them. How difficult was that to take at times? Um, comments on Twitter. Uh, it didn't, like I saw them, and the only thing that I really said was. I was like, I, I don't like how people make comments and they don't know me. They, 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 they've never met me. And that's really the only thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was just like, you know, if you don't know me. I wouldn't say this about you if I never met you. So why would you say about me? And just, you know, questioning my character. Like people were like, oh, I heard uh, he, you know, he doesn't have the grades. He's not smart enough. Which, you know, if you know me, you know, that's just not true at all. Uh, just questioning my character. You know, that's the only thing I really don't like. Just questioning your character off of things that people don't know are true. And people can definitely uh, spin your words the wrong way too. But now, you know, you live and you learn. I was 16, 17 back then. I'm still, I'm still young, of course, but I, I've been through some things. So now I don't pay attention to the social media stuff, like all the negative stuff. Like a lot of people would even say the things they say on social media to your face. I mean, most of them wouldn't. Most of them don't have profile pictures <laughs> of themselves. So, you know. Losing sleep over social media, never do it. Never. I just have fun with it. Try to try to get some guys to you to talk about some sports every now and then. You know, talk about video games. Just have fun with it, man. You you were around some of the best football players in the country. You know, just not only yourself. How much attention to uh, recruits really pay to social media stuff? I mean, are they on it every day, or is that something that's kind of new? And then they go, "Yeah, I'm done." How, how do most of the recruits deal with it? Uh, I mean, just teenagers in general, we're definitely on social media a lot, <laughs> like probably probably every day, and they're recruiting, uh, it can get crazy. Uh, I can't really speak for other recruits because, you know, I don't, I don't really know, but I know it's definitely good for just not only recruits, but for people to just take a break sometimes because social media is not reality at all. So for me, you know, sometimes I like to just step back and just be by myself or just be with my family and just, you know, just, just calm down and come back to reality. You got to tell me because it blew up on, not only on social media, but a lot of internet sites when I think it was you released your top 12 and you omitted Washington. Tell me what led to that decision and kind of the blowback on that. Um, I just wanted to leave home. You know, I've been here all my life. Like, uh, like I said, I was raised in a lot, uh, the community I spent a lot of my time in is literally like five minutes from the stadium. You know, you can get on the 48. And it literally just takes you straight to the stadium. And, you know, I was thinking, I was like, I mean, I've been here all my life. I want to experience something else. I felt like at the time I felt I needed to go somewhere else just to grow as a person and eventually grow into a man, and, uh, you know, just to go through new things. And that was a decision I felt would be best for at the time. And the only reason why I put it out there is just so uh, people and fans and, and coaches would say I was wasting their time, you know. I, I like, that's not the type, type of guy I am. I, I don't do this for – for attention, you know. 
So I put it out there so fans can say, oh, uh, he let us on. Like, so if I didn't end up going to UW, I didn't want fans to be able to say, oh, he let us on the whole time, all this, all that, you know. I just wanted to be straightforward with it. So that was the best decision. That was the decision I felt was best at the time. I still felt like it was best at the time because that's how I felt. And so, you know, being a 17-year-old, I made the decision. And I don't regret it. Tell me about the reaction after you dropped that out on social media. What was it like? Uh, a lot of negativity. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people saying, oh, we don't need him anyway. And, you know, like I said, questioning my character when they don't know me and uh, saying, a lot of, saying a lot of mean and negative things. Uh, but just so you know, if you're listening to this, I forgive you. <laughs> None of us are perfect. And uh, yeah, I, I forgive you. But there definitely was a lot of negative stuff. But like I said, you know, never lose sleep over that. It's social media. People getting their feelings. People are emotional. We're all human. And so, you know, I understand. What was the reaction from the Washington coaches? Did they stop recruiting you? Did you call them and tell them? What was that like? Yeah, uh, I had called them and told them. And then Coach Lake had came up to school. And uh, he, he talked to me about it. And they were just like, uh, you know, we respect it. You know, of course, they didn't really uh, think it was the best decision, but they, they respected it and they gave me my space. And then uh, Coach Malloy's uh, son, he, he goes to Kennedy. So I would see Coach Malloy every now and then. He was just picking up his son after practice and stuff, you know. He definitely gave me my space. So I really appreciate that because he gave, gave me my space. You know, just made sure I was good and didn't really push me or press me into, into doing anything. And uh, that definitely helped. And my decision uh, putting UW back into it and talking to UW again because they respected what I was doing and they let me uh, think for myself and they, they let me figure my, my my own stuff out and they let me maneuver through all this by myself and gave me my space to do that. So I definitely respected that. I think the next time you came out with your top six, I think it was, I, it might have been a different number, but Washington was back on it. What changed? Uh, you know, like I said, like just post more, give me my space. And then I went up and talked to Coach Pete. And, you know, Coach Pete laid it down for me, laid down the, the vision he had and uh, what I could get from coming to UW. And I was really like, hey, yeah, I definitely got to put him back in. Even if I don't go there, you know, it, it'd be stupid to not, you know, at least look back into the opportunity. What's Coach Pete like? I mean, you dealt with him on a different level than most get to deal with him. What, what's Coach Pete like? A uh, great guy and always, always just trying to bring positivity. Uh, definitely wants the best for a lot of people. Uh there's nothing really bad you can say about him. He's just a great guy. He's Coach Pete, man. Like, he's really self-explanatory. He's Coach Pete. Yeah, when you were going through all of this, who were you leaning on? Who were you talking to about all this? You know, who, were, who was influential? And just who were the guys that you knew you could talk to and not be judged by it? Uh, my parents, uh, my best friend, Tari, Coach Thomas, and Coach Cross. Those were probably the main people I was talking to about everything. And then, um, you know, tell me about you, you made a decision, you called the press conference, you know, t you decided to go to Washington. Was there a point? Was there just something that happened? I remember one kid said he saw a, a school's license, a license plate for a state. And he decided that's, that was it. That's where he's going to go to school. You know, was there a defining moment that led you that, yeah, this is what I'm going to do? Uh, that, that meeting with Coach Pete. You know, that, that stayed in my mind, and I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it, and just going through things. I'm like, yeah, that's the school I need to go to. Is there one thing that he maybe said that just really sticks out that, you know, you'll never forget? Uh, it's not really one specific thing, because Coach P's always dropping gems and always dropping knowledge and always, you know, trying to 
try, trying to give give games. So it wasn't really one specific thing. It, it was just a lot of things, and they all just came came together, and uh, it made sense. Who was the first person you told you were going to Washington? First person I told? Who was it? Man, I remember that. It might have been Coach Cross. I think, yeah, I think it might have been Coach Cross. I'm not mistaken. What was his reaction? He was like, man, uh, if that's how you feel, let's just knock it out. Ain't no point in waiting. He's like, let's just get it out the way. And that's what we did. I think you did it. Was it a Monday you did the press conference? Oh, uh, I think it was It was a Friday. It was before our homecoming game. It was a Friday. We had a that's homecoming right. game on Saturday. And uh, Under Armour was already coming to do my jersey presentation. So it was like, might as well kill two birds in one song. When did uh, uh, when did you tell the Washington coaches then? Because you had the press conference on Thursday. When did you tell the Washington coaches? Um, let me see. Let me see. I, I told them like a couple weeks before I did it. So they knew for like a couple weeks. You kept it secret because we didn't find out until the day before. You're pretty good at keeping it quiet, Savelle. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a, like, you know, people see what they see on social media, but I'm a pretty low-key person. I kind of like st- serious stuff and like personal stuff. I like to just keep between me and uh, like my best friend, my parents. So, you know, like stuff like that, I definitely try to keep under under, <laughs> under wraps. Who'd you call? Did you call Coach Pete, Coach Lake, Coach Malloy, Coach Gregory? Who'd you call? Let's see. I think I called Coach Pete, and then I told him, and then he went and, and ran and told Coach Roy, Coach Lake, and everybody, and then, like everybody on the staff talked to me. So it was a cool meet, cool time. I mean, it was a. You, uh, yeah, it definitely was cool. Just seeing their excitement, and seeing how hyped up they were. <laughs> and then, um, you, tell me about uh, the press conference. I mean, I, I was there. It was a pretty cool event. Um, your family was there. Um, your little brothers were there, which kind of cracked me up. They look yeah. like they look like they're fun. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, they look like you know when you say you're goofy. Those, I think your little brothers are the ones that keep you goofy because oh, they're, yeah, they're funny. Tell me about that day and what it was like. Uh, it was kind of like I was like, man, like it, it's really here. Like I've been getting recruited. I've been going through this process, going on visits and doing all this and that. And now, like, the day's really here. It was just kind of surreal. Uh, I remember I went and prayed. I was like, I just prayed for, for a little bit and, and sat in the chapel. Uh, I just sat in my car. I was just thinking a lot. And, then, like, before I committed, like, I, I usually don't get nervous. But before I committed, I don't know. I just got nervous. <laughs> like, up there, I, like, there was just butterflies in my stomach. Man, I was like, wow. Like, like, it's really here. And then people, everybody was just there. Like, I was pretty nervous. I was talking pretty fast. I'm a fast talker in general, but I think uh, I was talking pretty fast that day too. All the butterflies in my stomach had me running, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty fun day. When did you tell Sam Heward? He found out when everybody else found out. <laughs> <laughs> you kept it from Sam, really? From Sam. Wow, tell me his. I mean, Sam's Sam's kind of that different guy too. You know, what was his reaction? What did he have to say? I mean, yeah, Sam was excited. Sam been trying to get me to go to Dub for a while, too. And um, he was like, let's go, bro. Let's win. You know, Sam just want to win. Sam just wants to compete. So he's like, look, let's do this thing. What, uh, tell me how things changed after you committed. With Sam? With everybody. Just how did your life change after you made the decision? Uh, I think it's been the same. Not too much stuff changed. You know, I'm still in high school. Still, still got to turn in math homework. Still got to do all that so uh yeah pretty much the same life 
Uh, tell me about uh, where you were and just your reaction when you found out Coach Pete stepped down. I was in Miss Petrucci's class. That was my uh, my history teacher this year, and uh, she told us to, to take out our phones to do some vocabulary. So I take out my phone and uh, Andrew Nimick, he's he's a, a reporter for Oregon in Oregon State. He he. DM me on Twitter, and he's like, uh, what's your reaction to Coach Pete stepping down and uh, any chance you be committed? And I'm just like, what did I just read? <laughs> I was like, huh? And I, I asked Mr. Trucia, I was like, uh, can I step out? I, I was like, I just got to step out. So I stepped out, called a couple people, called my parents. I was like, man, this is crazy. Like, just out of nowhere. And it was um, it was like a few days before like my, my home visit, too, and like a week before my official. So I was like so confused. But then, you know, Coach Lake, Thankfully, it was Coach Lake. If it, was, if it was a different coach, it would probably be like a much different scenario. But thankfully, it was Coach Lake. They kept it in-house. They kept it with a guy, you know, we all know and trust and uh, we all believe in. And, uh, you know, Coach Lake came up to the school real quick and uh, made sure I, I was straight and made sure everything was good. So, you know, stay strong to that. Did you get a chance to talk to Coach Pete afterwards? No, I actually didn't. Uh, eventually, we talked – but like right after, it, it took a while. I, I think I think we didn't talk until my official. I saw him with my official. And how about uh, how about Coach Lake? You know, tell me about that conversation you had with Coach Lake after it was announced. Well, Coach Lake was like, "Let's go!" Like he was like, "I'm taking over this thing." You know, it's, it's not no no person you're gonna have to meet and establish a new relationship with. He was like, "You know, it's me." Uh, he was like, "You know how I am." Uh, he's a very competitive person, very fiery, and. Uh, He's like, man, let's go win some games. He's like, I'm going to take this program to even another level. Uh, Coach Pete did his thing. Coach Pete took him to the college uh, playoff. And Coach Lake was like, let's get back there. And that's all I need to hear. When you look back at all of that stuff that you went through with your recruitment, all the visits, all, all of the everything that you went through, what did you learn throughout this whole process? Uh, you gotta be able to trust yourself, trust your instincts, trust your gut, trust your, your mind and how you think. Um, you also have to know who to trust. And uh, yeah, that, that's probably a big thing, just trust. Trusting yourself and trusting other people. And uh, I want you to give me a little bit of a scouting report on some of the guys that you play with. Uh, Junior Alexander, the wide receiver. Tell, tell, me, tell people a little bit about Junior Alexander. A uh, very competitive person. Uh, not scared to, to put his head down and try to run somebody over. Very uh, good hands, very technical routes, breaking down. Uh, you're going to have to, when you're guarding junior, you're going to have to be, be in your game all game because his routes are just so crisp and he, he knows what he's doing. And he, he's still he's getting better every day. He's a hard worker, too. And he hasn't even touched the surface on how good he could be. How about uh, Jabez Tanay? Jabez, one of my. <laughs> One of the most dynamic players I've ever seen. He's done some things on football field I haven't seen anybody do. Um, he probably has the sickest stop and go I've ever seen. He's very shifty. He has like like full control of his body, like really full control of his body. Like I've never seen somebody like really be able to to move the way he does. And he's a great dancer too, so it definitely correlates to the football field. Okay, uh, Sam Heward. He's going to be your quarterback. Um, yeah, Sam QB one. Very, very competitive, very hard worker. Uh, he, he takes a lot of pride in what he does. 
and he takes a lot of pride in being the best, and that's all he wants to do. Um, anything less than the best, he, he's very disappointed. So He told us he was doing some boxing stuff, and he said he was trying to get you up there. Did he ever, that ever happen? Yeah, we went a couple times. Sam, Sam, Sam could box, and boxing is very hard. You know, I see, I, I, like, I, after I went with Sam, I actually started watching a lot of boxing highlights because it made me respect the sport because, I, you know, you see Floyd Mayweather do it, and he looks so, he looks so clean, he looks so smooth, he's doing it, everything looks so easy. And I got in, into the ring, and I'm like, you actually got to, like, put your hips into it and twist your body and, and everything's so technical, and, like, there's so many little things in it. And then I got in the, I got in the ring, and then I, I threw a few punches, and then I'm already tired. I'm like, whoa, man, like, <laughs> It's a hard sport. So after after that, I really started respecting the sport and started paying attention to it a little more. Did you do any sparring or just the bag? Oh, no, nah, I'm not sparring, Sam. <laughs> no, matter, no matter how good he is at boxing, me and Sam are not sparring. <laughs> well, Sam also said he was trying to get JT up there. Now, if he got JT to him, allow up there. Yeah, me and JT this part, that, that'll be a little more even, evenly matched. But me and Sam... Yeah, we're not going to do that. (laughs) So can we officially call this a challenge that uh, Savelle wants to get JT up in the ring and spar? If JT comes to UW, we can spar. (laughs) I'd pay to see that. That sounds like a (laughs) (laughs) pay-per-view. We can do it for charity. JT comes to UW, we can spar for charity. We'll see if we can get Joe Rogan up here to uh, (laughs) – what do you think? really, Really do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, speaking of JT, tell me about some of these local guys. It's just, you know, everybody, you know, since you were a freshman, everybody's talking about that class of 2000, 2021, about all the special talent that's coming up in this state. And 2021 is obviously loaded. How much contact do you have with the local guys? And, you know, are you recruiting them? You leave them alone? You instilling some wisdom on them? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I definitely be trying to talk to them. I talked to, to Junior Best, JT, Mecca. Talked to Julian a little bit, but Julian, you know, I went to SC, obviously. But, um, yeah, I'll be talking to him every now and then, but obviously I try to give them their space as well because I know how it is. You know, you don't want people in your ear every day. And at the end of the day, it's their decision to make. That's the biggest thing I tell them. I'll be like, man, you know, UW is this, UW is that. But at the end of the day, you have to make the decision for yourself and your family and what you think is going to put yourself in the best position and what you think is going to put your family in the best position. So that's, that's the biggest thing I tell them. Like, bro, don't make no decision for me for – your girlfriend for anybody like make it for you do what you think is gonna be best for you do what you think you're gonna enjoy the most so that's why i try to tell them and uh if they come to you dub great man like they're all great players all could could, could help you dub uh reach the next level get back to the college football playoff but if they don't man i respect the decision and you, you can't you can't really get mad at somebody doing something for them it's their life so I mean, do players really have an influence on, you know, recruiting? I mean, does Sam have that much of an influence on you? Do you really have that much of an influence on the other guys? Because I don't think a lot of – I think it makes you a little more comfortable. But like you said, at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, probably just, you know, knowing, like, if you go somewhere, you'll, you'll know people there that you, you've already knew. So, like you said, you know, making you a little more comfortable. And then, obviously, it's a different, it's a different perspective when a player is recruiting you because – They've been in the same shoes as you, so they could probably give you a little more information on a different side, on a different side than uh, what coaches coaches give you. So, yeah, in, in that aspect. And what are your workouts like right now, by the way? What are you doing? 
Uh, just push-ups, going to the field and uh, doing footwork, going to, to the sand and, and getting work in the sand. A uh, couple times, uh, we went to a playground and my, my trainer pulled out some bands and, and all these other pieces of equipment he had and we just moved, like getting working and doing squats and doing dips and pull-ups out of playground. So uh, really just trying to get it how I can, man. It's pretty tough right now. All the, all the weight rooms just closed and all, all, everything's closed, really. Even some fields are closed, so. Man, just trying to find work and get to it. How big are you now? Uh, right now, I'm probably like 255 pounds. Is that the weight you want to play at? Uh, no. Nah. You got to gain a little or lose a little? Well, I, I don't know what, no. Once I get into UW's program, I don't know how my body's going to transform. But I'm going to definitely lose a little. I, I'm going to get pretty lean before uh, I go to UW and then, you know, just let Coach Soha do do what he does and, and put put whatever he wants on me. <laughs> How's your diet these days? Are you, are you eating right, or is it really hard just with everything that's going on? Uh, the first few weeks of quarantine, I mean, this, this is why I'm two fifty five because the first few weeks of quarantine, I was eating whatever, and <laughs> just Oreos, all you know, just playing Madden. But uh, these last last few weeks, I, I've been working out a lot, and I've been I've been eating pretty good consistently. Every now and then, I've had I've had a little sweet or some because you know it's kind of tough. You know, we got so much time and you know sometimes you're bored and you're like man i'm just eat some like <laughs> just to do some but uh yeah these last few weeks i've been pretty good with eating what's your biggest food weakness what's the one thing that just torments you my biggest food weakness mm. something we have at the house i'll probably say probably say like just like some either like crackers or like Oreos, um, because you know they're just so there's just so many, and once you eat them, like you just like don't stop. I but just then, got, I, I've got this, the house. I might say Chick Fil A. <laughs> I just got this vision of you and your little brothers just because uh, just getting wild, and your mom and dad just shaking their head. Yeah. Oh yeah, it. yeah. We definitely uh, mom and dad definitely go to the grocery store and get them out. <laughs> <laughs> you picked out your number yet? I have not. Do not know what I'll be wearing yet. Okay. Any any thoughts on it? Anyone you're trying to get? Uh, I want to say the single digits, but Joe has nine, so <laughs> if I get something with single digits, that'd be cool. But if not, you know, so whatever. You make the number, number don't make you. Have you talked to Joe about making a trade at all, like doing his laundry? Yeah, for but he was, talking about, he was talking about cash out and some money on I'm not going to pay him for that number. <laughs> what if he offered number nine, but you had to do his lawn, carry his pads every day after practice and his he helmet? Keep it. <laughs> you'll know I'll, you'll, I'll wear number I'll wear number 92 or something before I wash the laundry for another dude <laughs> <laughs> alright anything you need Husky fan, anything Husky fans should really know about Savelle uh, none besides the fact that these next three years I'm going to give it my all put everything I have out there leave it all on the field and uh, that's right let's go do you, uh, do you ever close your eyes and just think about running out of the tunnel with the smoke and the crowd? I've been thinking about September fifth a lot. Hopefully, I'm like you know, I don't know how how all this is gonna play out with this virus, but I've been thinking just how crazy it'd be to to run out with the purple smoke, running out with my dogs against against you know a pretty good opponent, and I mean that'd be so wild. But hopefully, it can happen. If not, I'm gonna be ready for whenever the season start. Yeah, I've been thinking about that one a good amount. Big hit or a quarterback sack in Husky Stadium? 
quarterback sack. <laughs> All right. What have you got planned for the next couple months getting ready to get up to UW? Uh, just got to keep turning this homework, graduate high school, and just keep working out. That's all, 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 all I really can do. Right. And when was the last time you talked to Coach Lake? Uh, a couple of days ago. Tell me about that conversation. Um, just talking about recruiting and talking about, you know, being being ready and uh, what I, what I got to do to to be ready for the season. Right. Savelle, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day because you were doing homework when I called. So <laughs> yes, I, sir. I, I will let you get back to what's for dinner tonight. Any idea? Thank you, sir. Any any idea what's for dinner tonight? Oh, um, I do not know. No idea. <laughs> we're going to see. Whatever it is, it's going to get demolished, right? Exactly. All right. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Kim Grinnells with Savelle Smalls. Go dogs. Yes, sir.